Hang on. One second. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hang on. One second. Well, we're live. What's up and welcome <laughs> to Champions of Lore, a show about all the kick-ass stories behind some idle champions, coolest campaigns, and characters. Every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on Twitch.tv slash Games, or later on your favorite podcast service, B. Dave Walters has a giggle fit, and Aaron M. Evans wish I hadn't started. <laughs> you know, I'm going to jump in here. Oh, wait. Oh, oh we, there, we go. We, there we go. She's back. She's back. Perfect timing. Sorry. Perfect uh, timing. No, y'all. We're, but I we're think having, it's stabilized. We're having this giggle fit because we literally got counted in. It was five. Everybody ready? Yes. Five, four, three, two. No, don't do it. And we're like, <laughs> my apologies. You're fine. You're fine. Right when we started it, my, I realized I had not switched to, uh, I've not switched off my Wi-Fi to my like Ethernet. And it was uh, starting, it suddenly, I realized that because it was like, good, good, good. Oh, oh no. no. But I made the switch and it should be fine now. Anyway, yeah. are we to introductions? Should I be talking uh, about Well, uh, if y'all are here live with us in the chat, you can leave a question <laughs> that I, Trevor Best, will ask them later in the show. But until then, Aaron, B. Dave, take it away. Hi, I'm Aaron M. Evans. I'm the author of the Brimstone Angels Saga, a six-book series set in the Forgotten Realms, featuring three of your favorite idol champions, champions, Frida Havilar and Mahen. I'm also a content designer for Idol Champions, and I play Cecilia on Dungeon Scrollers, and also I DM sometimes. B. Dave Walters, I say words about things. I've exhausted way too much mental energy swatting trolls on the internet. It's not even fun anymore. And uh, so we're just here to relax and talk about fictitious monsters yes. versus the actual monsters. Although I guess bots are still fictitious monsters. So in many ways, let's go. I'm ready. My body that one ready. actually broke me. I had to think about that for yeah. a moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're we, we've talked about the Modrons. We've talked about the places Modrons go on the Great Modron March. But we thought that we would talk about things that exist in those outer planes or just planes in general. Uh, just because we we didn't really see a good opportunity to do this again anywhere anytime soon it's a fun topic so it's kind of just a smorgasbord of random creatures that dwell in the plains uh so aaron where where should we start with this um well since we've agreed to just say what things we think are cool uh, i opened some some tabs of things um so celestials are kind of uh different different sorts of angels basically there's like a whole category of animal celestials um so there's uh like gardenals um are the the over category and so you'll have like an avril which is like an eagle angel person and a lionel which is like a lion angel person do, do they all end in all they all end with the the all like like mm -hmm. like they're a Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. It's a, it's a different category of writing. Yeah, it's a different it's a different yep. category of like it shows you like they're uh it's like planar solars, uh planetars. Like it's oh, the yeah. the appellation shows you the scale of the creature. Uh, yeah. So these come originally from the Blood Wars card game, but there's a bunch. So there's Averals, which are eagle people, there's Servidals, which are deer angel people uh equinals which are horse angel people leonals lupinals um this one i have to click because i i actually need to see a picture of this there's ursinals which are um 
Bears. Uh, bear, bear celestials. And then there's must of old, which are mice celestials. <gasps> they're tiny. <laughs> well, they're two feet tall, which is tiny for a celestial. That is. I'm um, here to give you divine guidance. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, what? My- oh, go, go ahead. I was saying most of them live in Elysium, which is one of the outer planes that we talked about before. Mm. The neutral it's- good plane. I yeah. also, uh, I just imagine like, what if like the two foot mouse, um, the two foot mouse celestials are there to smite someone though, <laughs> you know? Like they're just like blue and coming in like, let's go. Yeah, it's great. That's I mean, they, they, they have the power of a celestial. I just imagine this giant Baylor just getting flipped over <laughs> by oh. a tiny mouse celestial. And also um. to clarify, a servidol looks more like a satyr than a deer person. But satyrs sort of look like deer people, so yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, it's one of those one one of those uh, odd odd points of clarification. Like, well, what was it? It wasn't a it was a were jackal and a jackal wear that aren't the same thing, <laughs> you know? Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. only slightly confusing. Mm-hmm. So, so celestials, uh, there's a there's also a bunch of different types. Like you have the archons that are sort of lawful good, um, you, which are they're kind of fall, all fall under the angel category. Um, Eladrin in certain editions are uh, kinds of celestials that are sort of healthy kinds of celestials that are chaotic good. Um, and then there's a lot of other things that fall under that category at times, like unicorns uh, and um, holly fonts <gasps> uh, and the yep. Lilend, the Lilendi. Wait, wait, hang on. What's up? Hang on. Oh, I think we're about to deploy a holly font. You mean a holly font like this? Hey. Although that one hey, looks like oddly hey. menacing, to tell you the truth. Hey, like it's when you Lulu. Look... Yeah. 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 But I mean, but like Lulu looks like she came for that smoke, though. Like, look at those eyes. <laughs> Do you dare mess with me? It's true. I see no remorse in those eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's coming in and out on us here. Um, I appreciate that she's like, I'm going to solidify my connection. And it's like, are you? Uh, I, I, I do love in some of the like third edition art though, like the um, uh, the the Hound Archon. Uh, this is a little bit a little bit of a deep uh, a deep cut here. Uh, if if you've seen in the Teen Titans Go where they have the movie that they keep watching with the bulldog, where the bulldog's a crime fighter, that the, the bulldog and the baby, the Hound Archon looks like the bulldog from Teen Titans Go. But the Hound Archon was first, and there's a lot of D&D references and deep cuts. It makes me wonder if the Bulldog was really based on the Hound Archon, because I know those guys knew that. But, <laughs> you know, who can say? I love when nerds make things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when nerds collide. Bum, bum, bum. Um, yeah, I, I just, Aaron is frozen in like the most like thoughtful, like off into the distance. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just like I expect the music should start swelling now, like someday. <laughs> yeah. She just goes with it. Oh uh, boy. W- let What's me up? well, I'm just I'm just gonna continue on with, with our celestial talk here. Mm-hmm. We got angels, archons, cardinals, uh Aladrin. Currently the Aladrin are that was so the Aladrin were the progenitors of the elves. They're like super elves. Um super like elves. They're the elviest of elves. Uh, they are tied to the seasons. And so, like, they're, they can be oh. tied to a certain season for their whole life or just when their mood changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, 
current fifth edition Eladrin are a subset of elves. Like you can you can play them. In the past, they were like super elves. Um, again, when when I mentioned, oh, yep, we're all we're all uh, Tetris. That's yeah, a okay. little little I'm, bit. I, I'm I, like, but hey, 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 uh, mm-hmm. where, I, where I was so powerful, it actually wasn't fun. Uh, one of the finagling things about that, because I mentioned turning into a Modron was one of the finagles, uh, mm-hmm. but turning into an Eladrin was a different finagle, because I don't even remember what it was they could do. They just had, like, crazy powerful racial abilities but that players were never meant to have access to. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, but what if you did, though? <laughs> oh, they could, like, summon a sword of light? Like, they had lightsabers? Heck yeah. Leg- legally go. distinct. Lightsabers, but like you know, I'm the elfiest elf with a lightsaber. That's what a lantern used to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the celestial paragons, which are the exact opposite of the archfiends. Now, um, if I recall correctly, uh, the the paragons were. <gasps> back. Oh, sorry. Back. No, you're That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I even just... talk trash about pandemonium this time. No. So <laughs> this, it, we'll they knew it was it coming. They knew it was coming. Uh, I just got to the celestial paragons. If you want to say anything about celestial mm. paragons, if not, uh, I will continue in my continue, ramble about continue. celestial paragons. Um, so the paragons were like a unique, um, unique celestials that were like uh they're like avatars uh, not like avatar state yep yep like you're my representative you know like um um like bahamut and, and you could like be a paragon at time and then become a god like bahamut was a paragon for a time after marduk which was a part of him was killed which gets confusing because marduk again is a real god that people worshipped that got ported into D. i don't know how it's many the, people it's the uh, it's the answer thing they like yeah. push through some of their avatars for reasons yeah yeah i i mean i don't know how many people are like worshiping marduk in these streets right now like i mean <laughs> i can tell you I mean, I guarantee you somebody somewhere, like some some dude brought it back ironically, and then some other person was like, yeah, battle with Tiamat in the sky. Um, I mean, As you forget you Tiamat was a real god. I mean, we don't forget Tiamat. That's <laughs> <laughs> my turn. That's my turn. I mean, first of all, first Yeah, of but all, yours could injure someone. She misinjured me. She like I, I have I have literal scars from this thing. Uh, is, she actually is a real god right now in real time. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. I just I just imagine going back to like Sumeria and being like Tiamat and they're like, What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the five headed dragon. And they're like, like you turn um, your head and squint. Yeah, they're like, mm, that's not at all. Okay, okay. She, in Babylonia, she's the goddess of um, salt water. Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, not, not a dragon. Yeah, well, but I mean, like she's in the sky. Like they thought salt comets were. T- they thought comets were Tiamat. You know what I mean? They were like, there she goes again, <laughs> being I mean, all Tiamati. 
<laughs> I just see all these people on the ground and comic go, there she goes. <laughs> Legally distinct. Yeah. Right. Um, but then it breaks into five and it's like death. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the paradigm were the exact opposite of the arch fiends. They were like unique individual celestials that were kind of like representatives uh, of the gods. Or just sometimes they were just like um, chosen by the gods. Like um, uh, Tulsi, the celestial lion, he was the most powerful of the Leonels, which are like the heavenly lion people, because of course, why wouldn't heavenly they be? You know? Uh, Sathia, the Sky Duchess, she was the representative of the uh, Everals, uh, Avorals, which are, um, if I recall correctly. The eagle, the yeah, eagle, eagle angel people. Eagle angel people, you know? Although, um, the, again, the third edition art of the uh, Averil and the Lionel looks just like, like, although the lion person actually kind of looks like a monkey person to me, but they look like, oh, uh, like really dope crime fighters, um, <laughs> as one does. Uh, then there was Manoth, the Horn Duke, who was the representative of the Servidals. Uh, again, the Servidals were like kind of like Pan-ish thing. Um, I mean, they they were like um, they're they're phrased as goat gardenals, but yeah, but it's like kind of eh, like yeah, it's, like but it's satyrs. like very satyr like. But it's like yeah, a satyr like a satyr ballerina though. Like that's like this a strong point game. They got going there. I mean, if you're um, gonna be a celestial, you can't just be like, "Oh yeah, no, I look like a basic satyr." But trust me, you gotta be a little graceful. That's true. I mean, like, I just, I just thought it was a satyr. They just threw a fistful of glitter at, just like pow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this Vara, Duchess of the Fields, who was the representative of the Equinals, which again, I think we all know where we're headed with this horse angels. <gasps> um, although, Is she which, the one? Actually, actually. I, is she the one with the like amazing art that I think she where is she where is she listed yeah, yeah if she's the if if I believe this is the one because that, I don't have an image like, of them yet I'm just putting mm. in my head the equestronauts from that Bob's Burgers episode <laughs> it's not not that it's, right. it's not it's, not that uh yes Vara does have like some super dope art where she's like kind of like um she's got like a big bouquet of uh yeah, yeah, big bouquet that. of roses. Yeah, and she's like sixteen feet tall. Yeah, yeah. I like, remember I, this picture very, like, very clearly. It, it, this definitely <laughs> just like what's happening here. This seems like some some formative art, some formative art in people's exposure to this sort of thing. They're like, this awakens something in me. If you want to look it up, if you want to look it up, it is. Oh, sorry, hang on. Wait, let me tell them just so they can know what we're talking about. It is V H A R A Vara, Duchess of the Fields. Sorry, please continue. This was for me more of a oh, I found an edge of D and D I didn't know existed. Oh, Ooh. it exists. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it exists. Got yeah. it. Yeah, that's. Is this also okay? Yeah, she's showing a lot of leg too. Yeah, yeah, oh, she Lord. is. She is. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's Crush the Stalker. It's weird. There's a dude whose name is the Stalker who's in the same group as that horsewoman. Um, I just clicked on that image, and yeah. that's yeah, it's a lot. A lot's happening. You found an edge of DND. Yep. yep. I'm gonna I'm leave this edge. Uh. <laughs> it's a it's a far end. That's the outer realms. Yeah. <laughs> That was the far realms right there for me. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> um, then there's a Karash the Stalker, which is the paragon of the Lupinols, which like Lupinols are like wolf satyrs. Um, wolf satyrs. angels. Yeah, but they're like wolf angel satyrs, though. Like, look at their legs. They still got, like, goat God. legs, even though they're, like, wolf Wait, angels. If, if we pre-taped this, yeah. that would have been the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, can whole, still whole. name the podcast. <laughs> true. Oh, you're there's... right. What's yeah. happening with those legs? Yeah, right? I mean, because also, it's... Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, no, no, please. We're, we're, you're getting our, our unabashed real-time reactions to these. <laughs> My favorite yes. thing about I, this is we're like, we're going to talk about different dwellers of the plains. We spent 17 minutes on it. It's going to be Gardinals. It's all oh. Gardinals. <laughs> we're not done. <laughs> Just change it to all Gardinals. Oops, all Gardinals. Oops, oops, all Gardinals. <laughs> the one that makes me, the thing that drives me a little bonkers is like the servidol, like servid means deer. And it, they're like, it's a goat Gardinal. Oh. I'm like, that should be a Caprinol. Why'd you do that, guys? Um, I did think I, of something else, but I, I have to find out what this thing's called. You just well actually the second edition. <laughs> I'm gonna shout so loud it's gonna echo back through time. Let me and there's one Cat last Rivers one. Goat! There, there's one last of these particular paragons, which is the uh Barai the Great Bear, who's the matriarch of the you guessed it, Ursinals, which are bear angels. Bear angels. Yeah, I, I, I need to point out to Piddlewick, too, that there's bear angels out there. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Okay. Exactly. Okay. He and Van Richten can go have an what adventure are... to find some. Exactly. Papa! <laughs> <laughs> if y'all did, if y'all missed last week's episode of Black Dice Side, you missed literal art. Um... <laughs> yep, we had Lucky Yates back as Piddlewick, too, and Todd Stashwick as Van Richten, and... Uh, <laughs> And Lauren just said she could change the title right now if we wanted. Yes, please. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what was it? Angel goat people? No, no. I think it was wolf Oops, angel. Center? Wait. Wolf angel satyrs? Wolf angel satyrs. There we go. <laughs> Coming this fall to ABC Saturday mornings. Um, <laughs> so besides these animal angels, what other things might dwell in the place? Well, changed hang, hang, hang on. No, I, I, first of all, I appreciate you. Um, Lord, you second of all, hang on. Curveball, curveball. Once we're talking about things, let's talk a little bit about the Archfiends because this okay. is uh, we got to bring balance to the universe here. And I know uh, Aaron See? has such strong opinions. See, mm -hmm. you understand that what the what the balance means, unlike the Jedi Council. Uh, so yeah, what's <laughs> up with yeah. what's up with the fiends? First of all, first of all, important point of clarification: miss me with all that great Jedi nonsense. <laughs> I'm just saying the Sith were right in pieces alive. <laughs> oh. Yep. Okay. So what's uh, up with the Arch fiends? Arch fiends <laughs> are in like, three categories. Like, wait, that's like the 1980s D&D. So like, what's the deal with arch fiends? <laughs> what's up with the arch fiends? Do they eat meals on airplanes? What's with it? Um, I just realized that's the second time I've done a Seinfeld impression on this show, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> These arch fiends. Yeah, right. It's going to become your thing. Oh, mm -hmm. no. Please don't. Um... Archfiends. Archfiends. There's three kinds of archfiends because this category covers a, a bunch of different evil ugh, uh, <laughs> demon lords, archdevils, and also the ultraloths who are the like high level yugoloths. 
Ultra Lots. Ultra Lots. I feel like I watched that show when I was a kid, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had to Google this because I hadn't heard of them. It's spelled with, yeah. It's Ultra Lots, not Ultra Lots. Okay, I found something else. (laughs) Yeah. Ultra Lots. Um. So sorry, I was looking up some another creature and trying to figure out if it where it lives because it's it might connect to these two thoughts anyway so we talked about a lot of demon lords um Mm -hmm. and uh i think various points we've said who our favorite demon lords are pale knight um (laughs) and the arch devils kind of saying arch devil is a a, so basically a demon lord is a self-proclaimed title it's like the demon that's got the most you know, people afraid of it can be like, I'm a demon lord. If nobody else is going to say, no, you're not. And, you know, turn you into a splatter of fiendish goo, then cool. You're a demon lord. Um, the arch devils are the peak of the devils. There are nine uh, archdukes, uh, including Asmodeus. So there are arch devils. If you've been um, deposed or banished, you still retain this the status of archdevil. But generally, you, there's also a state state called unique devils. So if you're very powerful but you're not at the top, you're not an archdevil. Um, so the nine, uh, I think, we, have we done the nine dukes of hell? We we listed them once when we were talking okay. about Asmodeus. We just listed off who they were. Levistus is still trash. Glaja is still the best. I mean, La Vistas is still trash is another good show title. It's like, true. couldn't you imagine that being on HBO <laughs> right now? I feel like this is Glash's podcast, but she pretends <laughs> isn't hers. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. La Vistas is the Archduke of the fifth layer, I believe, Stygia, which is a frozen wasteland. He is frozen in a glacier. Because he killed, he tried to seduce Asmodeus' wife. And when she was like, I'm not doing that, he killed her. And so Asmodeus put him in a glacier. But he's still the Lord of Stygia. He just can only do things with his mind. He can't leave. Um, I'm like, what is this dude here for? Because you know there's a plan, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just execute the plan and put someone more interesting in. But that's one of those things that I feel strongly about that people are like, this is why you're not in charge. So I would I would just like to say the third edition art of the nine of them very much looks like a swingers convention. <laughs> <laughs> as long as no. the horse lady's not there. As I'm um, saying, when, you, when, yeah. when, when the couple at the end of the bar that's been buying you drinks gives you that look, that's them right there. <laughs> Turns out it's Beelzebub, just fighter, Asmodeus, Levistus, Bell, Malagard, Mephistopheles and Mammon, which is funny because, you know, again, I grew up during the satanic panic and they really didn't do themselves any favors by putting every version of the devil in the game. Just just all of them. By the way, Um, only because this got brought up recently in the Dungeon Scrawlers Discord. If you have not watched the 60 Minutes special about (laughs) D&D back in the 80s, I highly recommend it. It is just great fun <laughs> i i need y'all to know speaking of someone who was there they were dead yes serious 60 minutes yeah. 60 yeah. minutes 
literally showed a man sit there and say that he watched a child summon, and I quote, a real Dungeons and Dragons demon. And that sentence still kills me to this day. (laughs) I've I've told you all, I I truly believe the game is only as popular as it is today because of that. Oh, yeah. It it became countercultural. All the the metalheads were like, I'm sorry, what's in it? Yeah, right. It became, <laughs> it became edgy and rebellious to do. Like before that, it was like Monopoly. There's no Monopoly subculture, you know. You're like, okay, it's a, we we get together and play around Christmas, you know. And then it's like, ooh, okay, you know, I'm gonna do it to rebel. And then you know, we grew up, and here we are. Oh, the timeline where Monopoly became the rebellious board game. Um, so mm-hmm. what? Monopoly. <laughs> Not allowed to play Monopoly. So the 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 demon lords and archfiends are th- those are similar. They they are the same. Well, archfiend is a category, right? So oh, demons, yeah, and they're, they're devils, demon and yugolas and... yeah, 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 are yeah. all under that category okay. um, as a fiendish thing. So that's sort of like um, evil stuff that fits into the outer planes. A lot of it falls under fiends. Not all of it, but. Um, so they're kind of those are the are the demon lords and the arch devils are are kind of the same on different sides. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say Malagard just came up in that portrait. Malagard was the previous Lord of the Sixth. Lord, the Sixth Lair gets churned up a lot, um, <laughs> but she's actually a night hag. Uh, so that didn't work out. And um, as as things in the hells happen, machinations ensued, and uh, Malagard was punished by having her body turned into the sixth layer. Oh, um, yeah, it's gross. So yeah. that's actually Brimstone Angels. Uh, the scenes in the hells are largely, almost all, in uh, Malbolge, the sixth layer, and it's a disgusting place to grow up. So poor larva, yeah. but also don't know, poor larva. You start off mm. as like a, like a poor little poor little larva. Got to work your way up. And then you, one day you're a powerful Irenes, but you live in a tower made out of a finger bone where the walls ooze marrow. So did you really get up? Did you really move on up? I don't know. Uh, I mean, still. Because you're not you're a larva. The, what if you're into marrow, though? Like, you, like, roll through just... and you, like, got crackers and you scrape it off the wall. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> All right, so what's, so what's some other yeah. creatures that dwell in the place? Hey, okay. I mean, if we're if we're, we're going to be if we're going to turn this into apocalyptic hellscape, <laughs> we're going to turn this into an apocalyptic hellscape. <laughs> well, you, you've mentioned Yugoloths and, and these Ultroths, which is uh, still a really cool one. What, what's up with them? Um, They're neutral evil fiends. So you have chaotic evil for the demons and you have uh, lawful evil for the devils, Yugoloths are sort of in between. And so in the blood war, they kind of are, they're information brokers, they're mercenaries sometimes. Um, they're, I mean, if they, they're they from Gehenna, the gray waste. Uh, so they also fit into this outer plane ring. Um, there's different types there. I, I think they have less like, weight in the lore just because it's a little harder to figure out what does i mean neutral aside from true neutral gets a little hard to make a point of differentiation Mm -hmm. like what makes something neutral evil and not lawful evil and not chaotic evil um but really being its own thing just not neither 
So. Oh, oh, B Dave's got an answer. B-Dave's got an I answer. can tell you. I can tell you. It's a neutral might do either. Like a, it's it's it is a spectrum of structure to not structure. Whereas uh, when if you're if you very much care about you know the letter of the law versus mm-hmm. not at all the spirit of the law, you just do what you want. Versus you're like. I don't know. It's a case for case basis. <laughs> you know, they're, they're the libertarians. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I could because, see that. I could see that becoming a distinctive thing. I think the, the, the issue is largely that it's like, what does chaotic evil look like? That's distinctive. What does lawful evil look like? That's distinctive. What does neutral evil look like? It's what you want. It's not as distinctive. So it's hard to kind of build a brand for the evil office. Because I, well, that's why that is also why they're not as popular. But remember, exactly, that's I, what I'm saying. I always define a evil, uh, good to evil as a spectrum from selflessness to selfishness. So <laughs> if you're neutral evil, you truly only care about you. <laughs> you're like any part in the storm, man. I think, <laughs> you know? I honestly think yeah. like, like, oh, they're like libertarian fiends is a, libertarian is, fiends. Is a m- very clear way to, to frame it. <laughs> Yep. Which also, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. That that I like. So, yeah. There it, and it's also like the lore for them. I find is often a little mishmashy. They're like they're the greatest deceivers, and then the yeah. devils are like, "Excuse me, they're the yeah. one now." That's entirely our bag, right? <laughs> um. And so, but I like I like that. I think in my head, that's what I'm definitely going to reframe them as. Mm-hmm. Um. I found a thing, and I need to. See if I can figure out where it. It maybe it doesn't live in the outer planes, so maybe this doesn't work. What are we talking about? Fine. A senmerv. Have you guys heard of this? A what? They're from the fiend folio. They are. They are truly one of the. Uh, I love that Google just D&D knows monsters. now. I, I mm-hmm. typed in how I thought it was spelled, and then it was like, "Did you mean this?" And I was like, "Yes, I did mean that." And then when it brought that, I was like, "But did you mean it with D and D afterwards?" <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're like a rainbow feet. wolf with wings. It's a rainbow wolf with wings. Um, they're wild. <laughs> uh, the only thing is that it's in this fiend folio for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm like, what? Where are they from? Because they're good, um, but they, mm. but the, but the gardenal talk made me think of it. They have the head, body, and clawed back paws of a dog with two feathery wings in place of the dog's front paws. They are vibrantly colored, and no two have the same pattern. They are, they commonly act as mounts, scouts, and guardians for non-evil humanoids. Huh. They are again wild. Um, but Lame, I don't, they, oh, good. you can ride them, but they will not wear a saddle. I get that. I mean, same. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, it, but, but I don't know. I honestly, I'm like, I don't know why they come from, uh, uh, a simmer, which, which maybe is pronounced simmer, which I think is a, um, it means to bluff version creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming um, with anyway, me on that area. Yep. <laughs> anyway, the that 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 and and um, Vara Vara, the um, the horse with the things. I feel like I are yep. lodged in my brain as two kind of wild edges of animal based um, <laughs> D and D monsters. 
Yeah, I, it, it, I think the thing for me that still puts Vara so much further over the top is also how big she is. Like, there's there's layers, there's layers there. Mm-hmm. That somebody somebody drew that and submitted it with a straight face, just like slid it in. <laughs> it was just like eye contact and long silence. Yeah, yeah. See, like, I, I honestly, the first time I saw that, I thought that that elf or Aladdin person was standing way, way behind her. Like it was a forced <laughs> perspective thing. Yeah, it's and like, now like I don't know what office. to believe, right? No, I, I thought it was like, oh, but no, your the, goodness. That size comparison, ma'am, that's how they used to do it. That's how they well, still with do the it. Mode, oh yeah, okay, it says she's 15 feet tall. Yes, yeah, I said 16. You're right, yes, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's, yep. I yeah. don't know. What do you do when faced with with a fifteen foot tall sexy horse woman in in your D anD D game? Like, unfortunately, I, there's people that have complex and elaborate answers that I don't <laughs> even moving want to. On. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I'm just yep. like, um, I didn't bring a hostess gift, so I'm gonna go now. You know. Uh, okay, I, but I'm not here to yuck anybody's yums. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> we talk about. I love this name, and I don't know a lot about this monster, but every time I see it, I get the giggles. A Yeth Hound? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeth Hounds. Because yep. I just, I automatically assume they all have a little lisp. <laughs> <laughs> they look like big yep. dogs. It says, the, the yep. description says greyhounds, but the but the picture, they are definitely more like wolfhound looking. Like, they're mm-hmm. big, and they're yeah. kind of like prickly you know bristly hair um and they're they have like a people face kind of yeah they got a pe- um, well it's their faces gotten increasingly more people like in first edition it was just kind of like a vaguely disapproving cougar the cat cougar uh that has yeah. gotten more and more it does look like it, it's a cougar with a person nose though Right. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's like it's it's like you're hiking but you're doing a bad job at it and the cougar's like yeah yeah but now but now it looks like the ghost of your disapproving grandfather yeah this literally looks like it's going to show up to tell Eben- ebenezer scrooge he needs to rethink his life like this <laughs> thing is yeah. terrifying yeah, he's like back in my day you know what i mean yeah yeah like, you know, <laughs> back that's, in my that's the name of his special attack back in my day <laughs> but if you put that face on like a hyena body yeah 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 but the quote, he followed me home, can I keep him, please? An adopted changeling child to her elven foster parents. Okay. <laughs> that's the, the Yeth Hound thing, yeah. They live oh, in, in Hades, uh, as far as outer planes go. Ooh, actually, um, thing, thing to note for Lauren, there's a WizKids mini of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Be, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're five foot at the shoulder and weigh 400 pounds. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's unnecessary. Yeah, and look they like a vaguely people. disapproving English gentleman. Yeah. They have like a terrifying baying. Um, they can fly magically and they eat people. Oh, good. You know. And they, they, uh, they sort of run in a pack, but they can talk to each other, but and they're smart like people. They are based on the black dogs of English folklore. Uh, I feel like that's, yeah. <laughs> based on is doing a lot of work there. Like we started, <laughs> but then we're like, what if it had a human face and it could talk, and it was disappointed right. in you, but also it could fly. 
So like, so what, it's like, it's like what, what if there were a ferocious <laughs> nocturnal predator that I layered my daddy issues into? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea that the Yith Hound actually has the personality of like a late 19th century white British guy who just goes, around, get off my lawn now. I believe I shall bay mournfully now. There's a yith hound nearby. How can you tell? You, can, can you smell the pipe tobacco? It's true. It's true. Keep declared okay. manifest uh, destiny on all the houses on the block. We're getting further into the episode. So I, I, any any other uh, creatures of the planes that we want to hit on? We could probably do another one of these episodes down the road where we just pick random planar creatures to talk about. But, it's bold uh, of you to assume that it didn't just exhaust <laughs> my repertoire. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So things I opened links to uh, the uh, barrier, which is like a centaur that's a satyr on the top instead of just a plain person. Um, those are native to the plane of Isgard. Um, and they, they seem like they like to fight a lot. <laughs> What are these called? Barrier. B-A-R-I-A-U-R. I can put the link in the chat. Uh, oh, I found it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I fought these dudes in Elden Ring. Hmm. <laughs> My brother in Christ. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty so, freaking cool, though. I, one thing. I think, oh, I'm sorry. You, it's I not a horse it, on the bottom. It's a sheep. You oh, yeah, I, I think you sent it just direct to him. So I don't see the link. Oh, I didn't actually send it. Oh, oh. Sorry. I thought he mm. said he found it and I stopped. But I forgot that <laughs> I everybody needs this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was spelling that super wrong, even <laughs> when you said it out loud. Uh, a sheep centaur, yeah. but it's like like a like a goat ram Yeah, thing. it's like you, a satyr became a centaur, but a sheep, sheep centaur. See, here's the thing. I wonder if you're a satyr. Is that aspirational or not? You know what I mean? That... <laughs> like, we don't know them. Yeah, right. You know? And I'm like. I'm a little disappointed. Like, they talk about female barriers in here, and I want to see one. Like, do they have horns or no? But they're all they're all male. Uh, there is one uh, artist depiction of uh, a female barrier, and she has different sorts of horns. Okay. Oh, oh no, that one's what got the that? ram horns. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I mean, some sheep all have horns, I'm pretty sure. That yeah, but look at the horns. second edition art for that thing. Like, what in the Pan's Labyrinth is that? Like, <laughs> also, also, but just as an it's aside, sheared. shout out to Wemix, the lion centaurs. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my homies who ain't here, you know? Lion centaurs. Oh, boy. Yeah. Those guys. Oh, my. Wemix or is it Wemix? I actually don't know. I say Wemic. So I always said you know, Wemic. If we just say it, like we'll yeah. establish it. Yes, exactly. We have to establish dominance with our pronunciation. Yes, we've made so many things canon now that we'll we'll, we'll start on those. <laughs> that is true. Yep. <laughs> always big fans of those things. So another uh, thing, another Easgard thing that's also elsewhere um, is the Lelendi. You mentioned them because they, I forget who they had beef with, but there was somebody they really hate um i'll think about it but they're okay. like they're like they're like a lady from the waist up and then they have these like big shimmery green rainbow wings and then they're a snake from the waist down 
Um, and they, they're from Eastgard, but they also live in Arborea and Limbo and the Infinite Staircase. Um, I mean, Snake's on a Staircase. I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they hate Modrons. That's it. Yeah. They hate Modrons for some oh, reason. Oh, hey, we got it. We tied knows. it back. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. It's like, mm-mm. You know, um, I just imagine they're just chilling on the staircase, right? And then the Modrons come through and they're bad at everything. I don't know why it make the, like, you know, monodromes terrible. But, I mean, they're just, like, falling over and, like, rolling back down the stairs. And they're just like, could you like, just not? No, yeah. guys, no. Yep. You're ruining the vibe. It's true. <laughs> We're just trying to be winged snake ladies. We're just trying to be winged these snake are, ladies, vibing out. These are also one that some so some celestials they're they're just born that way and some celestials a god goes i like you i like your style why don't i change you so you fit this whole aesthetic better um so lalendi can be uh favored petitioners of salune the moon goddess um and so when you die you get turned into a lalendi and you get to fly around being a creative winged snake person i mean that sounds great yeah it's a good reward yeah they're also 20 feet long and weigh 3,800 pounds jeez that's lord <laughs> so i love that i've been thinking of this as being like vaguely person size yeah no, it's a kaiju yeah right you know what i mean and, and i love like, it so, even more <laughs> so it's like a winged giant snake lady that has it in for the Modrons. You know what I mean? Like that makes this an even more terrifying chapter in their journey. Cause before, remember we were like, no, the first half's pretty laid back and chill. Uh, till you get there. This is just They're like essentially... nothing's worse than running the Lilendi gauntlet. I <laughs> yep. will say that most Lilendi are female, but there are male male like male torso Lilendi. Mm. They essentially just have really hate robotic ants. Yeah, see, this, well, you know, we were like giving them a hard time of having the person next to the to the like horse lady um, for, for for next to Vara for perspective. Uh, but when you just look at these things out of context, nothing about her says two tons yeah. and fifteen feet. <laughs> right? I this needs that. It really does need a tiny elf next to her. When we're like, oh, <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, yeah, that guy got eaten. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. All right. Well, uh, how about how we say we uh, uh, switch over to see what chat's been up to while we've been Let's talking about some it. creatures? But to say it's been quite a ride, chat. <laughs> uh, Catch twenty three says, "Question: What is essential to an outer plane? When homebrewing one, what essential element should be defined, and what can be left to improvisation?" Hang on a second. This is very important, and I want to answer it. But it just this hits different now that you're a twenty foot. This twenty foot, twenty foot two-ton snake person yep. that's what the goddess of the moon blesses you as mm -hmm. like you finally cross over like you go I mean, into I'm the ready light to, i'm ready yeah. to convert right now right you, you, you know, pop into like, the afterlife you're like did i get taller i i feel like <laughs> i had a, a priest of salune in the brimstone angels novels and i feel like this is what he should have been spreading the good word of salune like if you love the moon hard enough when you die, you'll get to be a kaiju snake person. With I'm just saying, Salune should have led with that. I, that, right? they, 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 that would, <laughs> I would go to some services. I'm right, just you saying, know. There, there would be tapestries on every temple, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but so so be it. Sorry. Home brewing oh. outer planes was the question. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so I'll, I'll repeat the uh, what is essential to an outer plane when homebrewing one? What essential elements should be defined and what can be left to improvisation? So, I, do go ahead. No, no, please. You finish your thought because I already interrupted. I was going to say the outer planes as they stand are based around alignment. So, mm-hmm. that you have like you move from like lawful to good to chaotic to yeah to chaotic to evil and so then like in between you're kind of doing slices of that um and that's what flavors each of the planes and they are definitely based on sort of uh real world cultural ideas about the afterlife um so that if you want to do first of all if you want to do your own outer plane i think you should do whatever you feel like um and and base it around what you think is cool but if you want it to kind of replicate what has been set up for D&D, uh, anchoring it on the alignments is the is the key. Tell them how to I get w- cooler. I was going to say, I was going to grab that same thing by the other handle that do literally whatever you want. However, as I think you're starting to catch on, there's a bunch of these things, so you might not need to homebrew anything. I mean, if you, you spend 15 minutes on the wiki, you probably can find a place that already exists that will get the thing you're trying to do done. So, Or, or even a little bit of compromise there of finding a plane to then make a lower area of or some other place yeah. that hasn't been explored yet or something like that that is still within there. Yeah, but, but I'm I mean, also it, just like, yeah do what you want (laughs) except except for the alignment thing that aaron said which is very accurate there is no hard and fast rule there's no like oh they've all got seven layers or they've all got six cities or they all have this many indigenous people like it's not like that i think too like if you're gonna homebrew it um if you're gonna homebrew a a set of outer planes figuring out some kind of organizing feature what makes these outer planes are they all is it like a multiverse thing where one thing's different in each and you have uncountable True. planes cool do that you know is it anchored on the outer planes are where the gods of your homebrew world are and so we're going to anchor on each of them and we're going to organize it around how they organize themselves cool like you're not really trapped in any particular system once you take it your take it in your own hands um if you want to use what dnd set up then alignment and stuff but i will also say it is implied yeah this really really more like guidelines and rules (laughs) Um, i I will also (laughs) say um it is kind of expressly set up that the farther out you go the less sense things make that's why the far realms are the place of madness where like there's nothing good out there. You know what yeah. I mean? So things get wonkier the further you get from the center. You say wonkier, and, I say cooler. <laughs> you haven't been to the plane <laughs> of ice cream and milkshakes yet, but I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rex Verde says, question, do broken Modrons become the internet trolls of the planes spouting nonsense with bad faith arguments and broken logic? Here's the thing. Because the clockwork Nirvana of Mechanus is the plane of law, I feel like the, you, you know how the good apples should be the first ones to want to get rid of the bad apples? Look, I feel like if word reached the Modrons that there was a Modron troll out there, they'd be yeah. the first, first yeah. to be like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's intriguing. Yeah. Uh, I like no. that I started reading that as, as a serious question and then just lost it about six words. <laughs> um let's see uh stockbridge 10 question uh what do you think of using uh grandfather tree as a setting is that is that uh tree 
Is that Yggdrasil? Or is that something else? I, mean, I feel like it, Grandfather Tree, there's there's several things that are called that. So, mm. um, so it's an elder form of tree ant. Mm. Yeah, in the high forest. My brain also went the to simple answers. Do what you want. I mean, yeah. I drop I drop that bad boy into the middle of our arborea and work with it personally. Yeah. <laughs> so what I would do, but you know. I think a setting that's actually one gigantic tree slash clonal colony is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically like, can you give your players enough stuff to do with the like this way the story is set? Because if you have a small, you know, if you're gonna put them in a locked room, they need something very engaging and you don't probably you can't expect them to be there for a year doing that but if you're like three sessions and it's an escape room basically that could be fun so if it's a big tree that they can walk around on and the problem is the size of a big tree that's pretty awesome and unexpected so mm-hmm. yeah uh, i brought up elden ring already so i may as well bring it up again there is a part of that game that you are on a giant tree and I remember thinking, I remember enjoying climbing trees as a child, but this is a nightmare. Um, so you could have some fun with that. Stabogale <laughs> uh, the Cobalt, question. Uh, what are your favorite least used outer planar creatures? Ooh. I mean, uh, I already kind of am fangirling for the little yeah. But to say, we fangirled a little bit. <laughs> on, on these things. Yeah. 20 foot two-ton snake people with wings I mean, that's pretty cool it's pretty cool They're like theoretically are fairly chill because they're the chosen by salune and yet the modrons who ostensibly aren't hurting anybody i want to know like, what they did <laughs> they're like the modrons know what they did the that's modrons, the know, the modrons what know what they did and they did it on purpose because they're modrons <laughs> they could not modrons. possibly have conceived of another act what's the problem here it's true all the Modrons. Yep, that's it. Maybe they just don't like all those legs, you know. Uh, the car you know. the Modrons are Quebec. <laughs> Maybe the Modrons Maybe. are Quebec. It's, I mean, it's a beautiful place. It is like a clockwork Nirvana, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> the clockwork Nirvana of Quebec. Uh, <laughs> there's no poutine in Mechanus. <laughs> That's the, that's the name of an adventure right there. That's true. There's that's, no poutine in mechanism. There's mechanists. no poutine in mechanism. Yeah, that's that's the sentence I just said out loud. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I honestly, I think uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to say Modrons. I don't, I don't think people use them enough. Now, I, I would just like to say uh, Anthony Rapp has played with me in a couple of charity games, and his character's name is. Uh, Poutine, and now the next time he plays, I have to do. There's no poutine in Mechanus. Yes, yes, yes. The Modrons. I, but Love yes, I, I also agree. I mean, I mean, I'm glad the Modrons have come back recently, but I, I do feel like they they were fairly uh, underutilized. Yeah. And and the Eladrin as as super elves. I mean, it's tough oh, now yeah. because again, they kind of got rolled. But to be the elviest elves, um, yeah, I like that. I. I I can confidently say Modrons aren't used enough because when I had one pop up, my entire party went, what is that? Yeah. And they, uh, so it, 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 uh, baby robot. Yeah. My, it, 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 wee baby robot with a weird, you know, like fleshy eye and mouth. <laughs> uh, you made it weird when you say describe it. Like that. <laughs> you, it goes from like, Oh no, nope, fireball. No, nope. yep. it, it, it becomes something out of a tool video at that point. <laughs> 
Yeah. Jay McUnyielding says, question, so if most good-aligned gods live in Celestia, what exactly happens when you have kids, when they have kids with mortals? Is it like a Greek mythology situation where they take on a mortal form and is freely technically a demigod? I mean, well, you know, one wouldn't want to boast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think you all know now how internally conflicted I was that I found out my father was a god, but it was freaking Bahamut. (laughs) (laughs) Freely thought that was great. I was throwing up in my mouth the whole time. So, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Meanwhile, everyone's all happy inside you. The scene from The Godfather, look how they massacred my boy. (laughs) (laughs) My boy. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, you know, surprise, your mother was Tiamat. It was right there. It was right there. Yeah. I'm mean, like, yeah. oh, that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> it, like, cut, cut, cut to the death by Snoo Snoo. You know, sorry, Aaron, you were trying to say something actually so relevant. Actually, in the Forgotten Realms, there's not a lot of examples of uh, demigods that are Greek style. Like, my dad was a god. My mm-hmm. mom yep. was a god. Um, it's yep. not a thing that happened much. There are a couple of cases, um, I believe, but mostly when you see something called a demigod, it's a god that just doesn't have as much power. And that can yeah. be for a couple of reasons. One is if it's very limited, like it's only this one culture in this one place that worships this god, it sometimes gets labeled as a demigod. Um, if it's a god that died and came back to power and doesn't really have like a solid uh, base of worshipers, it can be a demigod. Um, a a person can ascend into godhood. Uh, so then like finder wyvern spur is kind of the classic example of this. I think the red knight is also um, like that. Uh, so they're counted sometimes as demigods. I feel like by fifth edition, they've tidied this up. And so it's mostly like God, not God. Uh, but you know, you'll see demigod, you'll see exarch used for people who sort of like hover between um, fully powered gods and something that's like maybe a step down um but i'm trying to remember i feel like there's there's one and i can't say his name uh bane doesn't bane i think bane has a son there's also arch devils will sometimes oh yeah uh, you'll sometimes see uh characters that are part arch devil or part uh demon um so yeah i I think also in this game ultimately your character kind of becomes a demigod or even an actual god so it's like it, yeah. it, it doesn't hit quite as different especially but, if I mean, you played fourth edition <laughs> but that's what you you run into you know the dampier and tieflings and draconic sorcerers i mean like there, there's a lot of classes and even races that it's like i have a relative that is blank yeah that could just as easily be i have a parent that is blank you know yeah, yeah. Okay, so I found it. It's Bane's son, uh, who is half demon, half god, whose name is Yachtuk Jim. Frank Cotijo um, put it in the chat just before you found you. it. <laughs> um, I, that is a, a name I can't process. Yeah, I, I, that's why I didn't read it out, because he put the name and I went, mm-mm. And <laughs> even then, he's... he's um, I believe he's just a, like a cambion, a half demon until he's uh, sort of becomes, does he become the new vein? I think he becomes a new vein. Um, maybe just for a little bit. 
but he has a there's an apotheosis and then he's considered a god um hmm. i know that that for oh. that some people really love him and so there's a lot of information and i suspect there are a lot of people in the chat like oh my god how do you know well, more about you know this? i don't but in I my don't wanna... defense his name is yak to him i mean it's no blip dual boop uh not that to be that guy on my tongue. not to be that guy but normally i'm the one that rambles and we run over and then we get in trouble yep, so I'm i just say, noticed yeah, the time yeah. myself oh, uh, we 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 got to start wrapping things up because uh we had too much fun talking about uh yeah, extra planar creature things and whatnot uh friends where can people find you what awesome things are you working on you can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. You can listen to my podcast with these guys. Um, listen to me on our podcast. It's not my podcast. It's really our podcast. I mean, podcast. it's your podcast. You are the Gladys Knight <laughs> and we're your pips. Writing <laughs> <laughs> about dragons and shit uh, wherever you download your podcasts. New episode this week. Um, you can join me on twitch.tv slash dungeon scrawlers on um mondays at 1 30 for concentration check a cool writing show so come get work, some work done with me and then on wednesdays uh for dungeon scrawlers uh at 6 30 p.m pacific which is an actual place at the forgotten realms a bunch of fantasy writers and since we're talking about outer planes things uh there's a strong possibility that they are going to encounter a certain arch devil who i love Ooh. and i'm very excited to play tonight it's shout out Shout out to Aaron M. Evans for having coordinated her outfit and her makeup because I'm like, I, I just like, I have to step it up. I don't know. I mean, like, I just, yeah, sorry. If you uh, show up with like rainbow eyeshadow in that shirt. I mean, I was going to say, it's too bad we don't have seasons. I was like, we'll save it for the season finale. We'll do it for episode 100. Uh, B. Dave Walters, I say words about things, non ironically, TV's B. Dave Walters. I've lost all sense of linear space and time because I truly believe that my Stranger Things game was tomorrow. It's a week from tomorrow. What? So, it was tomorrow. I also <laughs> thought it was tomorrow. So much so I tweeted, it's tomorrow. And somebody was like, isn't the eighth next week? And I was like, oh, it is next week. <sighs> Again, I'm so I glad because I was like, I'm real busy. I'm not going to fit this in. I'm going to watch it. Not I reject linear time and all the other lies of the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> it, Wednesday nights, uh, uh, Legends of the Multiverse, D&D, Twitch, and YouTube at 5. Thursday nights, Black Dice Society, D&D, Twitch, and YouTube at 4. Um, and we're short on times. So just follow me on the Tweetograms at B. Dave Walters. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. Thank you so much to Jordan for moderating in the chat today and doing a fantastic job. And thank you to Codename Entertainment for letting us have some fun and talk about some D&D. Uh, and to Lauren, our awesome producer, who is Aww. just awesome. And everybody should love Lauren because she is the best. Um, <laughs> if you missed any part of the show, you can catch it later as a podcast on your favorite podcast service. Uh, we've got some uh, changes to the schedule today. There's going to be an extra special uh, episode of Developer Insights at 1 p.m., followed by a one-hour episode of Mars is guiding hand at two and then sketching hour at three. So stick around. Uh, but that is going to do it for this week's episode. So until next week, champions out.